Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are talking about skincare and e-commerce and all the strategies you need to grow your brand online. So let's get started. Hello, Ian. How are you? Good morning, Mark. I'm very well. How are you doing? Awesome. Awesome. You've been on holiday, sunning yourself in the nice uh, UK summer weather whilst I've been sitting here in the rain in New Zealand, which is all very nice. As, as, as people from England, we have to talk about the weather first. It's, it's just what oh, we yes. do. Yeah, you know, it doesn't oh, yeah, feel right I've otherwise. I've been away. I've been, I, think every, I think every single human in the UK was on holiday in, in Cornwall last week. Yeah, I bet. Because um, yeah. domestic tourism must have gone mental. It mental. has, yeah. It yeah. was, I mean, it's, 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 you know, and it's lovely, it's lovely to spend, you know, spend a bit of money in your own country, you know, more for that. <laughs> Same thing happened but, in New Zealand, like hotels in New Zealand, as you would go to at this time of year, would just be empty, but like there were, school holidays just absolutely yeah. rammed, it was crazy. Yeah, in New really Zealand, more. even more so, you can't, you literally can't, you can go, but you have to quarantine for two weeks on the way back, which isn't great for work. Be fine for no. me, I'll just be stuck in my room working anyway, be fine. But, but you can quarantine at home. No, no, you have to quarantine in a hotel to oh, pay, okay. uh, I don't know, it's like quite a lot of money to quarantine right. in a hotel. Because um, so, you've been yeah, quarantine, quite... quarantining at your house in New Zealand for the last 15 years now, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've, I've built myself a, a garden studio to know. Uh, you never to, leave. Have to, uh, yeah, never leave. I just kind of put my hand out for my food. New Zealand's wasted on you, Mark. It's wasted. I I've got a camper van. I go out and exploring. Yeah, at least it, it looks like that on the, the photos. Yeah. You just use it as an office and sit on the drive. Anyway, I feel like we're getting off topic. Well, maybe. So I think today we're going to do skincare. And the reason we want to do skincare is because we've got a lot, a lot of people we're working with doing skincare. And we haven't covered it specifically. We've done ones on furniture. We've done one on, on homeware. We've done ones on supplements. We've done all sorts of different ones. And we need to do one on supplements because, sorry, <laughs> we need to do one on skincare because um, it's a big area. And there's a lot of people who have, um, you know, large skincare brands, but also yeah. a lot of people just starting out with it. So I wanted to dive into that and, and talk about the, the main differences um, with an e-commerce site selling skincare as opposed to different products. So we can kind of give people tips on what to look for. Um, do you want to maybe kind of launch the subject a little bit and yeah. uh, give us a bit of your overview? Not too long. Don't go on. Bring no, me no. in. Well, yeah. yeah. I'll, the yeah. Start. So my, my general take on skincare is that the, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm working with the, with the skincare brand at the moment, actually, and they've been going for probably, you know, three or four years. Um, and what they've, what they've got is two very distinct types of customers um, who come to the website or visitors that come to the website. The, the first visitor is someone who's, who's never been there before, who's just discovering the brand and the product for the first time. Um, 
And the other one is someone who buys it regularly over and over and over again, that comes on and, and tends to only buy the same thing over and over and over again. Um, and so that first customer, it's like it's two polar opposites because, you know, the beauty of selling skincare online is if you can get it right, you get the you get this fantastic customer loyalty mm-hmm. you know, where they buy the same thing every you know, month or so, you know, for the for the next 10 years. That's incredible. And it's sort of the loyalty that you see in some skincare brands or cosmetics is is unrivaled. I mean, it's an incredible customer loyalty if you get it right. So I've got value. a story about that, actually. I've got a story about I was working with someone in Auckland who's got a skincare brand, and they used to be the um, the first-class skincare that was given out to Air New Zealand 20 years ago. They were given right. out this, um, you know, they were that brand of, of uh, that was given out to people in first-class, business class. And they're still today living off those customers that happened, mm. that they recruited 20 years ago. Mm. So... It, 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 you, incredible. you can have super loyal customers yeah. if you get it right. Yeah, and that's that's exactly right. Now, so what happens is it's it's very hard for people to become unloyal. That's my general thought. So you know, once if someone's going to buy, you know, man, I I, I buy the the bulldog, you know, age defense men's moisturizer, and I've bought that for the that for the last probably twenty years. And that's quite, your secret. Yeah, that's your secret, and that's um, so that's that's what I I tend to I tend to buy. That so far it's got to be something's got to be good to make me stop buying it. So we'll talk a bit about that. I know we've mm-hmm. put some notes on that one, um, but but then you know generally, I think in terms of stats, if you in this particular site, you know for recruitment, they're recruiting probably new customers at about one and a half to two percent. Um. And it and but their existing customers are coming back and converting at you know six seven percent conversion um, rate you mean yeah conversion yeah. rates yeah, yeah. Mm. conversion rates and and so you know essentially you've got these two polar op- opposites you'll have one of them will be really high add to basket you know twenty percent add to basket you know um, basket to order of you know sixty percent you know incredible conversion rate but then the new customers are coming along coming on just browsing discovering. Um, I'll obviously convert a lot less, but um, and, and so they need a very, very different experience. The new visitors for the first time need something totally different to the existing customer. They need a, they need a lot more reassurance, reasons to buy, going through the anxieties, really explaining why the product is better and, and the, the quality of it. And this is why people are using it, really going into, into that in a lot more detail. Um, mm. So, but yeah, it's a fantastic. If you get it right, it's fantastic. You, you can have conversion rates of you know ten percent. You know, it's a bit yeah. like content lenses. Yeah, because so, yeah, there's there's that that loyalty there. So, I yeah. think that the key the key to selling skincare online is to have your recruitment vehicles, your recruitment products, and your recruitment mechanisms that work. Yeah. So, um, what we've done with a couple of brands to grow uh, quite well is is use what, what we call flanking strategies. So I don't know, you know, university you did marketing in, so you, you must remember doing flanking strategies. So, you, oh, so yeah. the main competitor, the main competitor might sell, you know, uh, moisturizer and um, eye cream and hand cream and all that kind of stuff. So they're, they're kind of like the staple products, but missing in their, in their inventory might be a makeup remover. 
So you know that if you kind of come out with a makeup remo remover, then you're going to be flanking and you, you might kind of tempt them to try that. So it's all about bringing down the, um, the, the kind of risk and the, the obstacles in kind of getting that first sale to get it. So with a makeup remover, you could bring it down to a sample size and you could create an event around it saying, to, you know, do the five day challenge with our new product challenge. We're doing a product launch around this. We're really interested in what people are, are, are think about our new products. You know, you get a sample product for free. You just pay, pay postage. So you're doing this event that essentially gets a lot of people to try your product. Essentially, what you want to have this is called a self-liquidating offer so that basically you can you can post the sample out to people without costing you anything. So the marketing and all that kind of stuff, and it, it kind of costs you stuff. Now, rarely do you get it exactly to kind of what we call scratch its back. But if you you can get closer and therefore you can be this can be your recruitment vehicle. So what we want to do is bring it down to um, almost do it like as a social event or something like that. So people, this is what people are going to do. We're going to do a new product launch, build up the uh, build up the incentive and build up the, um, you know, the, 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 the kind of momentum. And then mm -hmm. and we want to do this on products probably outside of the main things, like doing a new moisturizer, like a new organic moisturizer is probably not going to cut through, but you, you might get people, you know, with organic, a new organic um, suntan cream or something like that. Cause that, that's not, most of those brands that they might not have one of those. So you yeah. want to kind of find those products that you can launch on and so bring when, people in. So that try. makes sense. Sure. That makes sense. So we're basically saying really you know, the key, the key to realize is that, is that, you know, you to get somebody to buy, something from you that they're already buying from a, a well-established brand that have done for 10 years you're going to have to do something different so you're saying the first thing is 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 to look at look at other products that that are slightly unique a little bit different uh, or may or or emphasize a, a play on them why they're a bit different and launch like an mm. easy and easy to get into start easy to start product yeah, so like so a small size or something. Are you like talking that? about fake, you, Instagram, Facebook, um, Kickstarter? What are you talking? Where? What? Yeah, so I, basically, you're talking about you know like you could do product launches, and there's a lot of people talk about product launch. You remember there's Jeff Walker back in the day did product launch on formula, which people won't know what I'm talking about, but like yeah. it, well, it this is, is what we were, evolution of, and that's what we were um, talking about with with the artist culture hustle, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. you've got your but that 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 we did with the mailing list, didn't we? The database. Mm -hmm. We were launching so you're building new up momentum. Variants. You're building up interest. You're building up kind of scarcity, saying this is the you know the first bit hundred to buy this will get this and all that kind of stuff. You're building up momentum, and to, to use it as a recruitment vehicle to get people in. And you really want to uh, you you've got to do this on kind of products that have. A bit of a difference about them, I and mean, it's very difficult for just to come out with a moisturizer and say we're just launching a new moisturizer that's the same as everybody else's. Like you know, you know, it's just but it's made by us. So, so it has so, to be something that to is interesting. The, I'm interested to ask you the question: Where you? So at this point, you're assuming that the brand has already got a, an audience around them, who and you're yes, trying to yes and, introduce other. Yes products. and no. You're, you're basically kind of. You know, your adverts, your recruitment adverts, your top of funnel adverts would be probably pushing these these new products and maybe pushing people into um, an early bird list okay. or something like that. Getting so email top of so when they go stuff. to you, yeah, so it's top it's of so funnel stuff. So you're capturing it, the email. Hmm. In fact, the other week I was we were looking at with this particular client, 
who's selling things like she butter and things like that. Um, mm. And we were on YouTube and we were looking at who's talking about she butter. And there, and there are there are people talking about the differences between X she, she butter and Y she butter and, and why it's amazing for this and why it's terrible for that. And, and there's a huge amount of top of funnel discovery going on for skincare in mm. on YouTube, isn't there? Yes. Massive, massive yeah. amounts. I mean, and what so you, I'm not saying, I'm, what I'm not saying is when I'm saying you do this kind of like buyer event sample product launch, I'm not saying don't put your main products and your other products on places like Google Shopping and Facebook and try and recruit. Because there's, there's always people in the market for a new skincare. That, that there's always people who are ready to change. And there's obviously go and get those people and try and recruit them at, you know, a ROAS of two, knowing that you're going to get a long lifetime value from mm. a lot of them. So you've still got to do the basics. But I'm kind of saying you've got to have other recruitment tools to kind of go and do it en masse. And, and, and a lot of skincare brands, they'll do a lot of trade fairs. They'll do a lot of exhibitions. Yeah. So, you know, if they can get people to sample the product, there's always going to be people who are in between brands who, who might switch. And, 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 you know, especially that's why a lot of people spend a lot of money on um, uh, pregnant pregnancy, because when, when pregnancy, they have a baby and their lifetime lifetimes changes. So that's, that's the time when they would change brand because it's like I've got a new life, I need mm. new things. So, you so know, the, I think, the... but I think, I think generally you're saying that because the traditional model with e-commerce is you know, okay. Well, the easiest model is you do, you know, you do your Google shopping, um, you do your text ads, you do a little bit of Facebook. Um, that that then dry, you know, if you can then recruit that traffic profitably, great. However, it's not going to be enough for skincare because of the loyalty that people have already. Because you've got to mm. you've got to stop somebody buying what they're already buying. Think about that. If someone's bought a skin, you know, a face moisturizer for ten years, you've got to stop them buying that and buy mm. from you. So something something's got to really change that behavior. So you're saying that, that it's easier to do it with 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 slightly different products initially um, than the normal face cream side of it yeah it's always easy to do with an innovative product so say say a new ingredient starts trending um mm. you know so maybe there's a new berry that's been you know uh, started to be kind of popular and then suddenly everybody goes oh i really want this goji berry uh, skin cream because that's what you know that's what everybody's doing so if you kind of have some of those products those are great recruitment products because people are trending people want to try something new they want to try some like at the moment like on Netflix in New Zealand, I don't know whether it's in the UK, but there's a magic, there's a magic fungi documentary on Netflix. So everybody's like super interested in mushrooms, for example. And, and I don't know whether people are using mushrooms in skincare, but you know what I mean? Those things are trending. And so people are much more willing to try that. And they'll go, well, I wonder if mushrooms would be very good, yeah. nice stuff with migraines. So I'm thinking, I wonder if they'd be good for migraines. So I'm going to try some for migraines. So it's kind of like those different products where you're looking for trends to kind of be able to recruit and you're recruiting those people you're bringing people in um, you're removing the barriers to entry so they can try it and you're getting those those people in and then like you say you've got two types of customers you've got the people who try the thing first and then you've got to have your models that expand 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 so you're then talking about lifetime customer value and expanding you know the amount of products those people get uh, get exposed to 
and also the offer architecture that really grows that business into something serious because that's yeah. going to allow you to recruit it's going to allow you to kind of go out there onto facebook and spend a lot of money bringing customers into the brand knowing that you've got this back end yeah um the back end sounds a bit rude but like this this after sale uh template and flow so you're trying really, to get you know, the yeah. existing customers. So if the existing customer, so the step one would be to try to get the existing customer to buy that product again, um, yes. and again and again, and trying to make that easier. And, and obviously, you could talk about subscription models and incentivizing subscription models and making it easier for them, you know, rather than having to wait for them to come back. But once they've done that, um, which will start happening, then you want that customer to start expanding into the rest of your product portfolio. And yes, because you want you want to you want to you want to increase the monthly spend from them, and and you do that by well, little samples on the order, or or getting giving product away free as they order certain things, wouldn't we? Well, what, what, yeah. Just so just, just before we just go, just before we go that into point. that, yeah, just before we go okay. into expansion, what I want to say is that the product launch, your product launch formula for skincare is super super important, and as you grow and have people that have gone through previous product launches, you can then use that list to seed the new ones and seed as in like, you, because on, on social media, if you launch something and you say, we're gonna be doing this, who's interested, comment, new product on it. If you seed that with your existing email list, then new customers are gonna come on and go, wow, there's a real buzz around this new yeah. makeup remover that's made with, um, you know, God knows what. And uh, and then people will be interested in it you build it. So you're seeding that that kind of engagement with you, with your existing customers. And then, then that will allow you to go after and do bigger product launches and bigger and bigger and bigger, because it will just look like you are trending on your own and built and building um, engagement and, and, and proof. So, and the other thing is, is if people can't try the product themselves online because they can't touch it, you then like it, that's why influencers come in very well because mm. they tr trust an influencer. They might be part of that influencer's tribe, and if your brand uh, value is aligned with that influencer, then them recommending the uh, skincare to their followers will be a really big fit. The thing is with influencers is you is a, there's a lot of influencers out there that have a lot of followers but don't have the tribe. It's almost better to go for someone who's got a really tight knit tribe who has really good engagement and maybe has got their own brand uh, that people buy that's kind of complementary to yours. So you know that they can sell product because that's really key. And then those are the people to work with because you can spend a lot of money on influencers who look like they've got a tribe but don't actually have a tribe to speak of. Mm. So well, look, that's also, probably another podcast. Also, but Yeah, I think there probably is that we need to do one on that. But I think mm. that ultimately what what, you know, if you analyze the reviews, because we're thinking, if we talk about, you know, what, what's the job to be done and what do people actually get anxious about? You know, we don't, we'd look at that by looking at the reviews. So what are the reviews? What are, what are the positive reviews about skincare generally? And what are the negative reviews about skincare? And that helps you understand what the job to be done is and then what people are anxious mm. about, what the problems you need to solve. And a lot of it is about quality product quality it's about well, delivery they don't like it but it doesn't arrive obviously um but the, but they want they want it's the product quality they want the it's also the, the end value result. for money it's, well, it's the end result yeah. they want and and what kind of people use it and what do they what what are they going to get when i use it it's not necessarily about some white product in a tube 
but you know you've got to remove it from that it's basically what it's going to do for you, yeah. for you and it's how it's going to make you feel and how it's going to you know because it's almost like it's part of a ritual isn't it putting it's putting skincare on it's part of a daily habit and so that daily yeah. habit needs to be a positive one that enhances their life and so therefore they want to kind of smell a certain smell or a certain thing and that'll then trigger a certain emotion and 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 trigger a good day it's like morning rituals are huge for people as as, as our bedtime rituals you know it, it becomes like my wife's a hypnotherapist and it's all about anchoring and and what they're anchored with it's which is why those products become so ingrained into everybody's lifestyle and and their loyalty becomes part because it, it, you're putting those things into well, think, daily rituals yeah I and think, they're getting anchored yeah but the, the job to be done is absolutely critical there it's the end result isn't it and it's how you mm. use it so and i think that's where i was working with this new client around skincare and and i was saying that you can't just plonk the shea butter on is that how you pronounce it is it shea butter she, she, I don't she, know. she butter, she butter, S E S H E A. I'm sure someone will tell us. Anyway, you can't just plonk that on the page and 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 treat it like a generic, you know, thing. You, you've got to bring that alive. You've got to, you got to, you got to, you got to sell the job to be done. How people are using it, you know, different ways they're using it, what they're using it for, the techniques they're using it, and why yours is special and why yours is a particularly, you know, why yours has got yours is made in a certain way. And well, it might be everybody's made in a certain way. All might be the same, but you know, yours is made mm. with, with 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 this type of ingredient, and it's made at this type of temperature, and then it's stored here, and and it just gives people the seed of doubt that they're not going to go and go and buy it from somewhere else. They have to buy it from you because you mm. have this special manufacturing process. That um, so you're sort of bringing it alive, and you're taking yeah, it yeah. away from being so, a commodity so- product into so video. Something video on the product page does work well as well like i was yeah. when i was buying the mushrooms this weekend he was he was basically saying and it was not skincare but it's a similar kind of thing he was basically saying you know this is if i was buying mushrooms this is what i'd be looking for i'd be looking for mushrooms that weren't born in um uh, weren't grown in china because uh, mushrooms are massively uh, you know they bring it they, they actually pull in the pollutants in the air and actually used to to kind of clear pollution from places so that you don't want to be taking mushrooms that are grown in polluted areas so you want to be using freeze-dried ones because freeze-dried is the closest to so-and-so. And also you want to be getting ones that got the mycelium roots. So I was like, well, gosh, there's uh, three points there that now kind of got three seeds of doubt. And yeah. I know this guy's got those covered, so I'm going to go and buy them from him. So it's kind of like, and, and the video shot in a beautiful forest, you know, where mushrooms grow. Yeah. And, and so you, he looks really like someone's chilled out. To focus. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I think the big thing about cosmetics and skincare is that is you you massively have to focus probably 80 percent of your time on that recruitment because if you get that right you'll you'll naturally have good customer loyalty yeah um i mean i mean don't take me wrong you know obviously we say in lots of lots of podcasts and lots of work we do that lasting customer value is the the biggest neglected thing in e-commerce um but but let's let's go into lifetime customer value now because we think it's obvious but it yeah, might not true. be obvious to everybody listening. So, you know, you, the, the most important thing was once you've got the customer is to have a system that actually increases it. So, um, you know, uh, what you want to do is, you know, like having, like, for example, like there's a, a, t- a typical skincare. So every month they've got giveaways. So every month people are buying, you know, buy this, this next two days. If you buy next two days, you're going to get this free product with it. So that changes around 
you know, randomly through the month. So every time someone's buying, they get in, they're getting a free product, a different free product, which allows the brand to say, look, you're going to buy today, you get this mascara or you get this blah, 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 or you get whatever, whatever you've got with it. And that allows the, the, the consumer to try lots of different products from the same brand and see whether or not they like it. Because, you know, buyers are buyers. If someone's bought from you before, they're much more likely to buy again and they're much more likely to buy other products. So it's a case of kind of introducing them to more products and getting them to use them. Um, and if they get something with a purchase, they're probably going to try it. So that, that's the first thing that you need to try and do is make sure you get your other products into the hands of your existing customers so they can try them. Yeah. And then you want to um, massively focus on lifetime customer value. So, you know, you, you want to have a really good offer architecture calendar that's going through the month. So like you have free shipping weekends or, you know, the 12 days of Christmas, you run up, you, you could have every, a, a, an email a day with a different um, free gift each day. And you don't tell them what free gifts coming. So they have to make a decision on that day. So if I buy it today, then that's the free gift. And maybe tomorrow the gift won't be as good as the one today. And so, you know, my wife's an absolutely, you know, she just ends up buying loads and loads of skincare that she wouldn't necessarily buy because she's got, oh, that free gift. And now it's a free gift. And it's like, oh, and she just buys because well, the offer a, And if it's works. a brand, yeah, I know. And if it's a brand that she buys into that she loves, mm. you know, she, she will, she'd be very responsive. And the great thing about having a, a you know, cupboard full of a particular brand of skincare, you're not going to buy another brand of skincare because you've got loads of it. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and, What's yeah. massive for these kind of brands is, you know, for anything where you've got a long time customer value and also repeat purchase over and over again, communities like Facebook communities and Facebook groups can become massive for it because there's a, there's a need for them to come back and kind of, um, you know, communicate with each other. They identify with the brand. They're very much a tribe. So you can build a tribe with a Facebook group. And there's ways to do that and ways not to do that. And we won't go into Facebook groups at the moment, but like there's lots of really good Facebook groups that people build a tribe with that. Um, well, it's, like, it's, like, it's like overwhelming social proof, isn't it? It's like, yeah. God, look at all these people yeah. that are really benefiting from this. It's amazing. It, it helps recruitment because you've got all yeah, this exactly. amazing content and it helps customer life and customer value because it keeps people interested and you can drop new products in there. And people go, well, look at all this stuff that's happening. It's, it, it, it's fantastic. Yeah, right. It's amazing. Well, once um, you've got your community right and you've got your community engaged and you can see everybody's talking about the brand and you've done it right, you can actually use Facebook lead generation adverts to drive people into the group. Um, you can't actually advertise a group specifically, say, you know, join our group, you know, those kind of ads, but you can do like a lead generation and then uh, use a kind of chatbot flow to actually get people into the group, which we, we're doing that with our group at the moment. But um you know, there's, there's, there's methods there that open up once you've got this asset, because that an asset of happy customers raving about the brand in your tribe, when you put more people into it, it's going to be so much more believable than you just standing there and saying, oh, we've got a really good eye clean, um, makeup remover. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the other people saying, oh, I've got this new product, it's fantastic, da, 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 and people talking about it, it's really good. You do yeah. have to manage them. You have to make sure that the Facebook groups don't become product support forums. You have to just jump on it. I mean, you know, we've got like 10 VAs that work with us. And the, the, one of their jobs is to manage the Facebook groups to make sure that there's no support tickets in there. That, you know, them, move it off to a support ticket, um, get it out there. So the conversation is about the products, what's coming up, what's new, what, what the brand's doing. 
you know, like there was um, one brand I was watching uh, for every purchase, they were planting a tree and stuff like that. And that went around with the, the whole value. And it's very much about what the brand represents, um, which is what keep, keep, keeps people there at the same time as having a product that's really good quality that suits their, yeah. their skin and their needs. I mean, the, the other the other tried and tested things around loyalty, customer loyalty is the, the VIP clubs, aren't they? You know, where you, if you, you know, I mean, you spend more than X, you might get free delivery for the year, like the Amazon Prime. Lots of yeah. brands have done that, you know, where you, you might pay once to upgrade for delivery and then you get it, you get it free for the year. And that's a very powerful. Yeah, VIP, VIP systems, it's really, you know, that the Amazon Prime, like you said, you know, giving, once they've bought a certain amount, you know, become a VIP, it becomes very visual that they are a VIP and they're getting certain things and they're getting, you know, the product launches earlier than everybody else and they're getting access to the inner circle kind of thing and building a tribe and and they work, they work really, really well as well. So, um, you know, if you, if you take a step back, you've got a, you know, let's go through the steps. Yeah. So you have to have a you have to have maybe three or four recruitment channels that you're going to have. Maybe you have Google Shopping, maybe you have Facebook, and then you have your kind of sample size things, and then maybe you have your offline recruitment. So those 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 four channels are bringing people into the site and recruiting. And if you know if you think about an exhibition, say you go and have a stall at a show, you know you can probably work out what your cost per uh, customer, uh, you know, it costs to to generate a customer there, and then you can kind of compare that with, you know, what you're doing in Facebook, and you can compare that with what you're doing, um, you know, on, on Google and things like that. And then obviously you're going to spend more money in the place that you get the the most recruitment uh, coming through, because you you want that recruitment flow of new customers, new blood, everybody coming into the brand. Then you have to have a, a, a then you have to kind of um, really optimize the way you take those early customers from trying something to loving that product to trying other things because you want to get them in, into yeah. it. So you probably want to have a segmented email list of customers who've bought, you know, your sample style products and then a kind of welcome series, like a post-purchase email series that brings them into the fold. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily concentrate too much on getting profit out of that customer, but actually moving them along the known paths that lead them to become a loyal customer. So if you think about your VI customers, now for every skincare brand I've worked with, 20% of the customers, total customers drive 80% of revenue, if not more. So you have to think about what makes somebody part of that 20%. Uh, What have they done? Um, What attributes, you know, have they bought more than four times? Have they bought certain products? Mm -hmm. Does it make them that 20%? Yeah, who are they? Did, what, what do they buy? You know, what, do they, yeah. what do they first buy in their first purchase and look at the pattern? I mean, naturally, you'll have, you'll have certain products that will be that, that people buy from the first time that, that get, lead themselves to greater loyalty. And, of course, exactly. then you put more yeah. emphasis and effort and budget behind those products because they're going to yeah. give better loyalty. So, yeah, so it's all about focusing the business on that 20%. So you really kind of like, don't go and uh, like survey the whole list and say, what do you want? Da, 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 da. You go and say, well, who's my 20%? Because if that 20% is, is, is generating 80% of your revenue, if you double those 20%, you're going to increase your revenue by 80%. If you've got 20%, well, 80% of the customers driving 20% of the revenue, which is the other flippant side of it, if you double that 80%, you're only going to increase your revenue by 20%. Mm. 
So it's all about that 20% that drives the revenue. We've done we've done a podcast on lifetime customer value, which talks about that, that salesperson number five, I think, um, yeah. if you want to go and look at that. And we went into a bit more detail about that. But the VIP um, vehicle you have for people spending more than a certain amount is key to really driving these skincare brands. It's really a two-horse race. It's your recruitment and then your VIP club yeah. things and your and your and your offers well, should it's like, be designed it like, to turn them into a VIP. That's yeah. what they well, that's what It's they like be normal. Doing. I mean, it's like normal e-commerce, you know, stuff, isn't it? Really, you know, it's always about the recruitment, the retention, the reactivation. You know, it's it's mm. it's it's but it's so significant because because the average order value tends to be low. Yeah. You know, you've got your you, skincare cosmetic, the average order value, okay, let's say 15, 20 pounds. You know, it's low. And so, unless you've got lifetime customer value, it's, it, it's not going to work. But the nice thing about skincare and cosmetics is that you should have lifetime customer value, so it should work. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, now, now, interestingly, a lot of the, lot of the people I've, I've found selling skincare, the ones that have done well, are the ones that realize that on the front of the business, it's all about aspirations. It's all about lifestyle. It's all about, you know, the, creating the brand and the tribe. But on the back end of the business, it's all about the maths. And so the founders that have done really well are the ones that kind of have a really good handle on the, on the numbers that they, that they have. And the ones that do poor are the ones that take the emotional side from the front end and then apply the emotional side to the numbers as well and say, well, this is what I think I can recruit a customer for. And this is what I think I can do this for. And this is what I can, you know, how I should, should touch the business. See, you know, a lot of the brands that they do well is usually there's maybe two people and one of them is very, um, you know, aspirational um, kind of, uh, they're very good at the kind well, they're of design selling the side job of it. to be done. They understand, the selling the, yeah. they understand what the customers want, what they feel, what the end result is. Yeah. And they're and really then focusing and on then that. And then the other one is very logical kind of person that, that, that brings that side. So it's very much team effort and together they've got the whole package. Now there are people that can do both. And I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, like us, we, we, we can do a lot of things fairly well but we can't do anything you know amazing like we're not specialists in you know like hr for example or something but we you know we can get far enough by the time our company gets to like 10 million to kind of go right we need to kind of you know we need to be doing we can't be doing this anymore we can't be doing that anymore and stuff like that so you know it's but you've got to understand that until you get that size you're going to have to really understand the numbers in your business because it is a numbers game well, yeah, it's how much it costs to recruit a customer and how much that customer's worth to us, us over a lifetime. And I think you'll probably yeah. find that that it's on the initial purchase, it will be difficult to, with the traditional paid advertising channels, let's say Google Shopping, it'll be, it, you'll be hard pressed to, to make a profit on that first purchase, I'd have thought. Because the well, average you don't know, you low. don't know until you know your life, lifetime customer. But yeah, well, I'm, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, on so that, just on that purchase on that, itself. Yeah, so you've yeah. got you've got to really understand the lifetime customer yeah. value. Um, otherwise, you just won't be able to scale. And also, you need to know where you are. You need to know where you are. You say, well, at the moment, say our ROAS is two, so we're losing this much money. And but our lifetime customer value is only this, so we're actually not making enough money over time but if the lifetime value was here 
Mm. then we would start making money and we'd start being soon. So therefore, the question, you then have a clear target to say, how can I get the lifetime customer value to be this? And then you go, well, that's never going to happen on the uh, makeup remover wand or something, because they only buy that once a year. You know, But it, yeah. it would work on these kind of products and it would work on that. So then you can really start focusing your whole business around what it needs to be in terms of your core, core recruitment vehicles and your core products that yeah. are actually going to make, a, make the numbers work. It's a very good point, actually. I remember we, we, were, we were doing some work with somebody who was selling art materials, weren't we? And, mm. you know, then they, and they were very, you know, they were really cool products, um, but quite eclectic, random products that you only buy maybe once every five years. Yeah. And so they had a yeah. massive customer database, you know, really engaged customer um, but the, but the product didn't lend itself to being bought frequently. So yeah. we said, look, you need to bring in the staples. You need to bring in the things that artists buy every month, and yeah. they're just gonna yeah. you're gonna kill it. You know, you're gonna you're gonna you know you're yeah because it's that it's that two horse race, isn't it? It's that two yeah, horse race. I mean, if you if you're not got well, the you wouldn't you're not recruit the back on end, them. It's not yeah. Yeah, we yeah. said we didn't want to recruit on these, but we wanted to use these as as lifetime customer value products to help the portfolio. And it, it was, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that's, that'd be massive. I mean, that's mm. what they're starting to do. They've only just started to do it, but huge significance. Yeah, it, 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 it is because you've got to think, you know, you might be very good at recruitment, for example, or you might be very good at the long term. Well, products, this, but... particular, this particular client is fantastic at recruitment, wasn't it? I mean, doing lots yeah. of above the line stuff on YouTube. You know, and, and getting well, I think they're coverage. Doing, they're doing um, about five five million just on those kind of eclectic yeah. recruitment products alone. Yeah, five you know, million you add, quid recruiting, and yeah. then if you add on those the Norton, the staple products that people use, you know, every week, every month for yeah. artists, and the, so they, they what they created was an amazing recruitment business by creating you know lots of fun product launches um, to create that hype, doing really well, and they, if they then tag tag on that that customer life and customer value business is you know yeah. amazing i think that'll be i think within three years that'll be a 25 million dollar yeah. business if 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 they execute well because if you think about the amount of customers they've got on coming on recruiting and the amount of tribe that they've got around that that there's a huge amount of um consumables that those artists are using all the time and you know they they they, they are very you know, loyal to, to this brand. That's right. And They've got the they will go and try the other stuff. And they love they to want to buy be, it from they, this brand yeah. because they don't want to go and buy it from the boring artist supplier who no. you know, has no brand, has no energy. They want, they want to buy it from this other company, but they don't sell it yet. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, I, okay. I, I, hopefully we've, we've covered the uh, uh, skincare subject enough for uh, people listening if you have any questions please let us know I, I think one podcast we should do next ian is um someone was asking on the facebook group was which uh, what books uh, what are our favorite books um because the, the, yeah. there was I, I mentioned quite a few in our book the books i like yeah. so i thought maybe yeah. we could do the top 10 books or something like that Speaking i know you haven't read around. ever read a book uh, I mean, in your I, life i can't read mark you know, no i can't so i just have I'll to carry about. you yeah, okay. you have to carry me there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm lying, obviously. Mark yeah. likes to, he likes to, you know, bring me down. Chatter's Tale. Like the superior brother. That was one of your favourites. That was one of your favourites. Beatrix Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
Yeah, no, that'd be good. There's lots of books around the subject. I mean, when, when we were writing the book, you know, we had to look at other books, didn't we, to pull in, yeah. like, Caldini's psychic, you know, the power of influence, things like that. Here's a question okay. for you, Ian. Do you dye your hair? Do I dye my hair? Who said who's asked that? No, because I'm going completely grey. I'm only two years older than you, and you're, like, no. got completely dark I don't hair. dye my hair, and I have far more stress and pressure than you do. I know. I don't understand. I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should dye your hair. <sighs> no. There you go. I skincare, think... cosmetics. Go and research. Yeah. I'll get you some just for men. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I, I don't think it's very good for you. Maybe like a organic just for men. It's uh, planting just trees. It it's got extra offers. Don't worry. Yeah. Just, just shave it off. Yeah, you could. And on okay. that, on that, uh, that insecure note, we will speak to you next week. And uh, thank you for listening. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.